and I hate to disappoint him. To see me with such a weakness will surely upset him. You know, I still need to walk into a room where they're waiting for me with my head held high. But suddenly, somehow, it's time to show and tell, you know, kind of warts and all. Mostly, I want to share with y'all that I'm living proof that the American dream is alive and well, and that you can be an imperfect person and still end up with so much fun in your life that you can hardly stand it. And I'm praying that even if just one of y'all gets some inspiration from the way my own American dream turned into reality, it'll be worth playing true confessions here. You should know this. You gotta be willing to work for the American dream. I mean, work for it and feel the passion. You gotta truly be in love with what you do. If you have a wild hair to fly a circus trapeze, to chug out to sea on a tug, to own a restaurant when you haven't more than a dime to your name, or to search for true love, even when you're no spring chicken, go for it. Sure, luck plays a part, but here's the thing. I found that the harder I worked, the luckier I got. A little warning. You may be shocked at some of the language I use. But I'm my father's daughter, and I'm banking on one thing, and I mean I'm not budging on this. My God, Paula's God, has a sense of humor, even if what I say might have a four-letter word in it. You know, I think he wants me to laugh. What's in my heart is not irreverent, but a full knowledge that God's laughing too. So this is a book wishing you best dishes from my house to yours, but it's also a look into my home, my true life, my loves, and my southern heart. with no name. What did I have? What was making me so scared that my heart about beat out of my chest? I just knew I was going to die, knew my heart couldn't stand this kind of pressure, and it happened too many times before. Almost every last time I had to go outside by myself, that panic would start in and just practically drop me to my knees. I couldn't breathe, and I couldn't stop trembling. I felt weak and nauseated and dizzy, and I just knew I was going to die in front of other people. If I dropped over in public, just think how horribly humiliating that would be. But, oh, Lord, the magnolia smells so damn good out my window, and all morning I had been fixing to take my 11-year-old son, Jamie, to baseball practice. The thought of outside just like grabbed my guts like a, a coon grabs a chicken. I'd start to sweat, my arms lost all the feeling, 
like they belonged maybe on somebody else. Would there be somebody to see me, or somebody who would catch me if I was in one of those horrible panicky attacks, and I lost control and maybe even fainted outside? Oh, my stars, I was frightened silly. It was 1978, and I was 31 years old. Was this the day that I was finally going to die? The day that I'd secretly been waiting for and just dreading ever since my daddy passed away almost 13 years ago now. Well, maybe not if I'd just stopped thinking about going outside. You're safe, Paula, I told myself. You're safe inside this house. No one's making you go out. You won't die today. Fact is, don't you remember?